What's up, everyone? Welcome into the Flex Fantasy Network. Dylan here with Cameron and Ian. So Ian's back, guys. Uh, <laughs> Pre-show, uh, I think you're getting a little queasy. You're getting a little sick looking at your dynasty rosters, but you came back. Yeah, we're doing we're, we're doing buys and sells, and I realized just how many of the buys are on all of my rosters. They're putting up no numbers right now. And, uh, we thought we weren't going to have you. We were literally about to start the show like a minute ago, and you just popped on. <laughs> it was touch and go, but we made it happen. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk about just do like a, something a little bit different here. Talk about dynasty buys and sells. Focus a little bit on dynasty. We got week seven starting very soon recording this on Saturday night. Um, so we'll each give a couple names. We'll get into that, but we should talk about some big news right off the bat. Christian McCaffrey getting traded to the 49ers, which is massive news for fantasy. Well, it was for like a second, pick, a second round pick, a third round pick and a fifth, right? Yeah. Second, third, fourth, fourth and a fifth next, next year, year. And then a fifth and 2024. That's right. a lot for a running back at 26 years old. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, basically, uh, I think that the Panthers came out and said that in their like, whatever model they use, that it evened out to a late first. And I checked a couple, and that sort of lines up uh, yeah, with right. what I saw, too. So they essentially paid a late first for CMC. So the, the 49ers have invested a ton of capital into, like, Trey Lance. And running backs in general. Yeah. Like, if you look over the last few years, like, they've paid – now it's now it's two-thirds on running backs that aren't going to get any carries, like – TDP mm-hmm. is done. Trey Sermon, we saw what happened with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, a sixth on um, what's his name? Do you remember uh, Mitchell? Mitchell, so Mitchell, yeah, Mitchell so who? Let's talk about the fantasy implications, dude. Mitchell is Mitchell's Mitchell is toast. Yeah, no, he's not practically dead. He is dead. Yeah, the Mitchell's toast. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like CMC, like once he gets up to speed, he's you know, like they paid this price to use him, like how he's been used in the past, I think. And Kyle Shanahan's never been shy about like heavily using uh, his running backs either. Yeah. So, Anyone who drops significant fab on Jeff Wilson. Sorry. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah, R. Sorry. R. <laughs> yeah, RIP, buddy. Luckily I didn't do that, but um, so the plain question is like, do you think this can get better for Christian McCaffrey on the 49ers? Cause that's something I've been thinking about. Better this than what? Better than what been better than what it's been for him in the past. Can he be elite Christian McCaffrey from years past here, or or will it be at least as good as this year? What you, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Because there's a number of ways I could see this going. I think for the 49ers, this is an amazing trade for them. They're they're gonna have the most versatile offense in all of football. You got a wide receiver that's plays running back, a running back that plays wide receiver, a tight end who's the best blocker, and you got a fullback that can play tight end and wide receiver too. So, I mean, there's just so many things they can do on offense now, but I don't know if Christian McCaffrey gets like the volume that he's accustomed to. Like they could just, they could try to like rein him in a little bit and try to preserve him for years to come now. So um, just so, I guess so we can get a um, hold on this, uh, the fantasy points per game that we're talking about for Christian McCaffrey for this year so far is 19.7. Right. So the question of do we think that that's going to go up or down? Like that's that's really good. Like basically like twenty points per game at the running back position. That's top four right now in the year. That's that's in any given year is going to be about like a top five running back, right? So do we think that that carries on? 
And then the other question of, do we think that he's back up to like 30, like he was in like 2019? No. I don't think, I don't think ever. Right. Like, I, yeah, I don't think that that'll ever happen. I think those but, days um, are over, unfortunately, but. Yeah, because the to say, will he be better than he's ever been? No. no. But will he be no. better than he's been this year? Like Cameron said, 19 and a half points per game, something about that. I mean, I guess I would just try not to bump him down <clears or up throat> too much, just consider him basically the same right now. Yeah, this is where he's been at also. So his target share has also been uh, – it's been uh, 24.3. So that's by far and away the number one tar- uh, target share at the running back uh, 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 position this year. And I don't think that we're going to see that in San Francisco. I mean, there's going to be more weapons that the ball has to get to. And mm-hmm. if we just look at how Kyle Shanahan has used his running backs in the past, granted he didn't have anybody of Christian McCaffrey's level, but – he like those running backs don't tend to get a lot of targets. Uh, right. That's the thing. Yeah. Right. I think that, I think that players dictate scheme right. sometimes and that he's a, he's a player that will uh, demand to be targeted. Like he's going to have targets, but I think that that target share could go down. It's uh, got to go up. Yeah. From, from what the 49ers have done, but for McCaffrey himself, what we're accustomed to getting those, you know, what's his target share this year right now? <clears throat> 24.3, like I said, yeah, it's 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 like number one by far at uh, like the running back position. The other thing though is red zone touches, which could could potentially go up now. Yeah, which they've been yeah. pretty low. He's only scored three touchdowns this year. Yeah, I've had this conversation with a couple of people. I feel like it's I feel like it's a net neutral because you're going to have an efficiency. Right. Uh, spike uh, points per game for the general team spike more red zone touches more touchdowns to go around uh, but an overall volume drop off Um, so you know it feels net neutral to me I would expect roughly the same 20 points per game that he's been giving you Um, but I think the 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 I think the optimistic way to look at it is he'll he'll probably be able to do it on less touches which is less chances for him to get hurt Right. So when you look at it that way, because he's getting more high value red zone looks, um, the offense is moving more. Uh, he's, you know, maybe catching passes, maybe, maybe has some, a little bit more open room to run a little bit op- more open running lanes. Uh, I do think this actually helps his overall chances of staying healthy because he's not just taking 30 hits between the twenties over and over and over every game. So that'd be my optimistic way to look at it. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And, yeah, I think just at the end of the day, I'm looking at him as more or less the same fantasy player. And mm-hmm. we'll see. I don't think the ceiling is as elite as it used to be, but, you know, the floor is still extremely high. I guess I would start him this week. They said he's going to play most likely, probably limited when you get traded like midweek. But, I mean, he's McCaffrey, so he might be on like a 50% snap share or even less. But I guess – Yeah, still- yeah. what I saw, I think – and I think that this was from – Kyle Shanahan was that they'll have uh, like red zone packages for him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you have him, like he's basically like a flex guy, right? Think of him as like a, you know, like a wide receiver that gets a couple of end zone targets or whatever. They are playing like against that. the chiefs. So this is not a, yeah, they'll have to score it's, points. It's not projected to be a low scoring matchup. It never is against the chiefs. So you're expecting them to have to score points. And then, you know, we should probably at least talk about the, you know the the what le- what's left over with the Panthers with <laughs> the barren wasteland there the, waste, the tumbleweed 
Yeah. Well, I mean, so people were going to wonder between between Foreman, Foreman is the guy that I would Chuba. go after. Yeah, but so. I'm not excited about either one. Like they're basically both most likely bad players and maybe probably the worst offense in the NFL. Yes, exactly. And, I, and they're gonna like split time. So that that's uh, all I, I want to say is it's gonna be a committee of which I want no part of. Um, you know, if I'm taking one to like put on the end of my bench, I would take Foreman. Foreman, yeah, Foreman for sure. I mean, I wouldn't even look to go add Chuba Hubbard. He's just been bad. Since he's had too many opportunities to show that he can be decent, and he's and he wasn't. He's been very bad. <clears throat> he's not a good pass catcher yet. He had a chance to to be the handcuff for CMC, and he did. He lost it. They like, went out and took Foreman. Right. So what's the final? So what's the final word on CMC? Like, do we think that he's going to maintain about like twenty points yeah. per game? We think he's going to go down. We think he's going to go up. Maintain. Yeah, I go with maintain. I'd say the same. I I've, I'm reviewing him almost exactly the same as he was a week ago. Yeah. So I think if I, like, I think if I had to pick one, I think I would, I think I would go down, but I think that it's still going to be fine. I, I, I yeah. think that he's, that, that he's not going to get the amount of targets that we've seen and targets count for so much that I think right. that I would go down. Um, but they're going to be slightly more red zone opportunity and slightly more work in the running game enough, enough to sort of offset that a little bit. So like instead of 20 points a game, something like 18, something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see it from an NFL perspective, what he looks like in this roster. It's going to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. I mean, and happy for him. You know what I mean? Like one of like the best yeah. players of our uh, like generation to be able to actually get a chance to win. is. is yeah, I think he's from the Bay area too. So it was like a nice. Yeah. One. yeah. He went, right. to, uh, went to Stanford. Stanford. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. So make sure to like, and subscribe, uh, throw out any last minute questions you have coming into the week, although it might be too late for that. But let's get into our dynasty buy. So I think we each have about three names of guys that we're going out to target right now in dynasty. Um, I'll kick it to you, Ian, to start off with your first guy. Yeah, so I was rifling through the list. We're, we, we mostly use like general market values. We, we the three of us like to use keep trade cut for that because it's keeps, kind of, yeah, kind okay. of, it kind of keeps uh, as close to accurate you know, composite market rankings on these guys as it possibly can. So going off of, based off of that value, um, I I was looking for some guys that I felt like had dropped a lot in the last seven weeks um, that I didn't think deserved to take as big of a hit as they did. That was kind of, um, that was kind of the, the strategy that I was using. And the first guy that my eyes fell on, uh, ironically, because of the, because of his situation, but I, I, I saw Elijah Moore had dropped all the way down to wide receiver 39. Uh, this is obviously coming off of the uh, putrid start to his season that he's had. He's basically been dropped in most redraft leagues at this point because of uh, his just lack of production over the first seven weeks of the season. Uh, his target shares all the way down to, I believe he said it was with 12%, Cameron. Like his, yeah, it's very low. His target 13, shares down to around 12 or 13%. Uh, it docked even further to like 11% when Zach Wilson uh, took over. Zero uh, targets last week. <laughs> zero targets, goose egg um, in week six. And he requested a trade, which it looks like the Jets will not be uh, will not be providing for him. But, you know, he's out here at least making a stink. Um, but so he's dropped down to wide receiver 39 uh, in dynasties around guys like DeAndre Hopkins, Dar- uh, Keenan Allen, Darnell Mooney, Wondell Robinson. Um, 
for, but this is a guy that we've seen uh, through college have an amazing production profile in college whilst sharing the field with, you know, Michael Pittman, Amon Ross, St. Brown, uh, USC. No, no, no. No, no. He went to mm-hmm. Ole Miss actually. With yeah, he went to oh, Ole Miss. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's uh, no, yeah, no, no. DK Adrian Metcalf Brown and, and DK AJ Metcalf. Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Wrong yeah. dynamic duo. Uh, that's Drake London I'm thinking of. <laughs> right. Uh, but his college profile where he was, you know, we've seen what DK Metcalf and AJ Brown have done since entering the NFL. We know that those guys are genuine bona fide freaks and some of the best on the planet at what they do. And Elijah Moore was right there with him at an even younger breakout age, uh, commanding, uh, commanding a strong target share. Uh, and then we watched him his rookie year after, you know, after he was able to get past the injury he was working with for the first half of the year, he came on and exploded for the second half of the year and was a you know top 15 or top 18 wide receiver for the rest of that year. So we've seen with a lot of these guys, you're looking for people that, you know, for players that you've seen do it before. Um, we've seen Elijah do it. We know that he's good. His measurables and his metrics coming out of college were great. His dra- the draft capital is there as a second rounder. So we've seen his value in Dynasty just completely plummet, um, probably a little bit further than it should have, because obviously I'd be taking him definitely over all these old guys that he's currently sitting in this bracket with. So, yeah, I think uh, if you could. Like, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, if you could swoop in and get him for uh, for uh, on the cheap from an owner that's uh, uh, tilted off of the face of the earth, for example, and see him now requesting a trade, and he's already. You don't know anyone like any. that, do you? Which people God no. <laughs> yeah. Are you just saying this so you could sell him in your dynasty league? <laughs> never, never. But no. Uh, that'd be that'd be the type of player that I'd be looking to add if I could get him for uh, for a good value right now. Yeah, it's it's just like a, an obvious situation where he's got a problem with the team. There's some there's a lot of concern. The fantasy community is going to really tilt with something like that. But if you're just betting on the talent. I think we know enough for Elijah Moore to know that it's going to go up again in Dynasty. How far? I don't know if I could tell you. Uh, I'm more like concerned just with the situation around him, I guess. Zach Wilson kind of struggling with Garrett Wilson coming in, maybe technically will be the number one moving forward. So like that's the only worry I have. But I know <laughs> if, if Elijah Moore gets put in a decent situation, he's got enough talent where he at least be a wide receiver three in the NFL going forward. And he's still so young that he shouldn't be this far low. Yeah. So there's no doubt about it that like any way you slice it so far this year through six weeks, everything looks bad. Like all the peripherals uh, in addition to all the narrative stuff, it's just, it's just all bad, 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 bad for Elijah Moore. Um, You know, like you said, like Garrett Wilson has come in and Garrett Wilson has has, uh, like alpha him in the offense so far. Um, no good. And you see that uh, like reflected in the market. Right. But going into the year, I think that everything that we knew about him, like you said, Ian, he, he had 40 catches for 400 yards on the field as a uh, true freshman in the SEC alongside two absolute monsters. Um, and then in 2020, that was the year that uh, Devonta Smith uh, won uh, like the Heisman. Right he actually had more yards per game that year. So he, 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 and in, and in like the same conference, all of that. Um, uh, and then if you look at what he did as a rookie, like you talked about that, that, that stretch of play, I think it was five or six weeks or so where he was a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. And you flip over and you look at like his success rates on a like reception perception versus man. 
the guy was playing as as a five nine X receiver, right? Foot on the line against the opposing team's best cornerback, and he had a seventy five percent success rate against man, seventy three percent success rate against press. Which, as a rookie in the NFL at his size, playing a position that a lot of people didn't even think that he would come into the NFL playing, uh, is very impressive. Like he's done. I think he's shown us enough to, that we can know that he's good, right? Uh, and more and more, like the more and more that I've got into this hobby, like that's where my analysis starts. It's just like, okay, yeah. is this guy good at football? And if yes, then you buy, especially if they're young. Like he has, he's 22, I think still. Yeah. So like he just has so long to flash. You know what I mean? Like if he, like even like later this season, like I think that he can string together games you know two or three hundred yard games or whatever say and then get get like a boom in the market right Maybe like so, a brandon Ayuk situation here <clears throat> yeah like if if for if for no other reason then i think that you are going to see an eventual spike in market value then then he's a buy so whether or not you want to buy him just for speculation or you want to buy him because you think he's going to be good and you want to hold both of those both of those i think are uh viable for him right yeah. Well, why don't you go on to your guy, Cameron, your first guy? Sure. Yeah. So all of my guys, uh, I, th- I think, let's see, one, two, three of my guys are uh, quarterbacks. So let's just assume I'm talking about a super flex league here. Uh, and my first guy is going to be Russell Wilson. Okay. Uh, right now on uh, keep trade cut market value. He, do what? Dynasty buy, eh? <laughs> That's bold. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he is outside the top 100. He is at uh, quarterback 19. That's 3,400 KTC points. He's in the same value tier as James Robinson uh, and roughly a mid-23 second in super flex, right? <laughs> a mid-23 second yeah. and a backup running back over the last couple of weeks. Um, so looking at, looking at where, he is, where he's located in those uh, ratings, there are about 30 or 40 players above him like that I have to travel up in the list before it starts to become difficult for me, whether I'd make a trade straight across. So I think this is, this is a, this is a massive, massive miscalculation by the market. Basically like that, that, that much of a miscalculation rarely ever happens where it's like, okay, this guy is off by, I think like 40 points, you know what I mean? Um, so just uh, going into it a little bit more, his finishes per year since he's been in the NFL in terms of uh, points per game, we have 11, 8, 3, 3, 9, 1 overall, 9, 3, 6, 12. So he's never not been a QB1 in terms of points per game in his, uh, in a, in his uh, time in the NFL. He's, at, he's age 33 right now, which for a player of his caliber at the quarterback uh, position, is no big deal, right? Like if this was an age, you know, 30 wide receiver or something that all of a sudden just uh, was playing way under expectation, then I would be concerned. But for a quarterback, you know, uh, this is not a concerning age whatsoever. Um, Since 1980, I looked at the list of quarterbacks drafted since 1980, who have had at least two uh seasons of 19 points per game which is roughly the average that it takes to be a, a qb1 after the age of 33 uh the list of guys that have done that after that age are big ben steve young 
Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. So these, these quarterbacks are all guys that all throughout their career were very good, had multiple QB1 finishes. These are, these are all rough comps to what Russell Wilson has given you. And then they go on to have multiple QB1 seasons. Um, say, say all that to say basically that if Russell Wilson is just falling off, uh, he's the first guy to ever do it. Like this is this is like this is literally the first time that we will have ever seen a quarterback do as well as he's done for as long as he's done, and then all of a sudden at age thirty three, when we don't know about any like major injury, like catastrophic injury, uh, just falls off the face of the earth. Right? It, it's just it's just never happened. Yeah. Uh, like three, then, weeks ago, three weeks ago, I would be like, oh, yes, absolutely. It's every week that goes by watching this team, I get more and more skeptical about it, like that he has just fallen off. I hope not, man. Yeah. Uh, just like one more thing to mention uh, quickly is that um, so this is the Shanahan offense that uh, like Nathaniel Hackett runs, right? And it, it is, we do have uh, precedents in the past of quarterbacks that their first year in this in this system doing doing uh, worse than they have over their career. So I'm talking specifically about Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers. And then for and then for both of those players, the next year they played and they won a um, like so now we have Rodgers coming off back to back MVP seasons and Matt Ryan won an MVP in his second year of the Shanahan system. So we do have precedence for older QBs <clears throat> struggling for their first year in this specific offense as well. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I don't know how closely he runs that offense to what Shanahan does because it looks a lot different. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now. I mean, I think Nathan, I think Nathaniel Hackett is was a, probably a failure hire. He, he might be someone that gets fired after this year. I mean, yeah, I mean, turn yeah, it's totally possible. Right. And if he and if he stinks, then, you know, like, like that'll be a good thing for us. But yeah, I, you know, I don't know enough about these schemes to like lean too heavily on that argument. Like, the bulk of the argument, though, is just like literally you're making by not buying Russ, you're making a bet on something that's never happened. And by buying Russ, you're making a bet on something that's happened many, many times. Yeah, I can get behind it for sure. I I still have some I'm still holding out hope because, like you said, I just can't imagine that he's just fallen off at this age where he's it's not immediately not yeah. only for quarterbacks. Like you said, we've seen guys play into their late 30s now recently. Um, yeah over and over with like no indication previously like even like last year when he uh took took a bit of a downward turn he was still a qb1 uh right they just gotta let the dude scramble around more just move around in the pocket some more extend plays that's something they just they seem like they're trying to not let him do right now yeah i don't know uh and you know and like some of this is like watching him play as well like he still has zip on the ball like it's not he like the downfield like accuracy has been really bad like there's something going on there uh but but it's not as if his arm is just laffy taffy right i mean like like you watch a guy like matt ryan or like uh peyton manning like after like all of the vertebrae in his neck were fused together and he was like frankenstein like or like ben roethlisberger last year like it, it looks nothing like that like he still he still looks like the ball launches out of his hand. Just something is up right now, and I'm buying that that will get fixed. Yeah, and he he still has mobility too. It's just that we right. only see it in small flashes now, like where he he'll do it once or twice a game instead of that was like a common 
theme for him extending plays and and making stuff happen by himself i, I think know. a larger question is like how much how much do you want to discount a player for the for like situation right uh, because i i feel pretty strongly that this is a situational thing that's happening right now and has nothing to do with right. russ's like russ's uh, like ability on the field you can get him so low now that i agree with it and in a super mid second i like it yeah for sure Actually, my first guy is a quarterback as well. It's not necessarily a buy low because he's not extremely low, but it's Trevor Lawrence. And in uh, Superflex leagues and 1QB leagues, I'd be willing to buy this guy because he's QB8 on keep trade cut, but his value is not extremely high right now. He's like somewhere around basically like a late first-round pick. So basically where you drafted him when he was a late first-round pick and had an awful rookie season, obviously. But I think we've definitely seen a major improvement in year two. And it's I think it's only going to get better. You could probably buy him in a couple weeks as well. This is something where I'm looking at next year. I think we could see him be like a top five guy. Out of all these guys in the, uh, the late, you know, low-end QB1 range right now, Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. is obviously the guy I think that has the ability to jump up be a top three type of quarterback um he last year he was averaging 12.7 points per game it's up to 17 points per game this year uh, i'd imagine they're just going to continue adding weapons for him you know it's going to keep getting better and better he's on pace for about 4,000 yards this year 26 rush uh, 26 touchdowns nearly 300 rushing yards as well so he still has that element to his game I just I want to buy him before he becomes like Justin Herbert level uh, value right in fantasy, which I think is still likely where he's headed. Whether it happens later this year or or next year, I think it's going to happen for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm curious though in uh, Superflex right now because you're talking about the value in a, like one QB, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like a late first in like a one QB league. Yeah. Yeah. Or so in a Superflex league, he's like. Roughly, it looks like you have to trade like you can either swap your 23 early first for him straight up. Like, so instead of taking like CJ Stroud, you can take a shot on. Uh, like, yes, I would uh, do that. Right. Um, or you can trade like a T Higgins, Kenneth Walker, Chris Olave, Tyree Kill, something like that. Like, would you do that? It's, it's definitely if you're a rebuilder, because I'm not, sh- you know, if you're just like, okay, I'm I'm not going to win games right here. I just want to find some pieces for the future. It's Trevor Lawrence, because I think next year he's going to skyrocket in value one way or another whenever it happens. So, yeah, I would trade, like, let's, for instance, CJ Stroud. I'd rather take the shot on Lawrence going into year three. Me too. And it would happen right away for him instead of, like, gambling, going back into the pot and, you know, taking another roll of the dice. I just, I'd take Trevor Lawrence because I'm pretty confident it is going to happen for him. And I would imagine Jacksonville probably drafts a first-round wide receiver next year. That's um, the exciting thing. That's yeah, the exciting thing to me is that hundred percent like likely. Yeah, like this has been like a major theme for me over the last uh, couple of years at uh, like the quarterback with uh, like the quarterback play that we've seen, like with Josh Allen taking a step forward, Jalen Hurts taking a step forward, uh, Russell Wilson taking a step back. Is the effect that uh, weapons can have on a uh, quarterback play, and that I think that there's still a lot of growth for um 
for that Jacksonville offense. And like, we already saw that like this year, I think having Travis Etienne on the team, having Christian Kirk on the team, even like Zay Jones and Evan Ingram on the team, like they added a lot of weapons and he's, I I don't think it's a coincidence that he's gotten a little better, but they still don't have like a major, major uh, um, uh, perimeter playmaker. He's leveled up with like middle of the packed weapons right now. Like his wide receiver core is not, you know, no, I mean, it's, it's not good. Right home about. It's, like, it's like, it's like a lower like, end wide receiver core. It's like bottom of the NFL. Yeah, it's like think. bottom 10 in the league and he's still getting it done with that. So, you know, give them Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba or a free agent target next year or a trade target. I, I think Johnston will be in, uh, uh, in um, uh, the market hey, wide receiver for sure. Are you saying Jacksonville Smith and Jigba? <laughs> <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguar Smith and Jigba. <laughs> yeah. New ma- I new, love it. New mascot. New mascot. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it. Own that stack in all my dynasty leagues. Think start thinking now about that stack. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, you could go ahead, Ian. All right, cool. Uh so since we're all doing quarterbacks, I'm gonna throw out my quarterback by. Yeah. Uh always between two guys, honestly. But we've talked so much about Deshaun Watson, I really don't feel like talking about him anymore. Like, it's the same situation with him. Dude's QB9 right now. After, like, three weeks of him being back, assuming that he's not just completely toast from, like, all the mental taxation he's had to deal with over the last couple of years, assuming he's not completely toast by that, after a few weeks of him being back, he'll probably be back to being, like, top six or top five. Like, right. I, I can't imagine him being, you know, at least around where Kyler is. Like, like you know, I expect him to go up around there. And honestly, I could see him, I could see him pushing Burrow out too. So, um, but most people who have Watson are like banking on that and they're not going to move him at this point. They're like, they've waited, right, right. they've waited so long that they're not going to move him like yeah, they're four weeks in. before he comes back. Yeah. Um, but there is another guy who I think is an interesting buy. And I don't care if you guys are going to call me a homer. I really don't. <laughs> I, I don't care if you're going to call like me a homer. No, I know. I, like I think it. that Tua at QB at QB eleven right now represents the most safety and the most upside of all of the QB buys, especially in a super flex. You were just talking about the effect that bringing wide receivers in it was has one, yeah. had on quarterbacks, and we've seen mm-hmm. it on Tua already. Yeah. Like, Tua took a jump up as a passer to the point where he he was uh, number one in the league in passer rating over everyone else now ironically <laughs> enough he's been he's been usurped there's a new there's a new leader in the passer rating clubhouse it's uh, bailey zappy oh god bailey, <laughs> bailey zappy is, is hour. Size. <laughs> we're, we're, when we're happy when we're zappy we're happy yeah uh, <laughs> <in> his <laughs> one game of sample size yeah if you're zappy and you know clap your hands um we're gonna keep going sample man. size yeah <laughs> Uh, where he's he's been better, but uh, Tua played um, three games in a quarter, and through that three games in a quarter, uh, he was leading the league in passer rating. Um, we've seen enough from the Dolphins' offense with and without Tua to know what their game plan is at this point in the season, and it's to bomb it, bomb it. It's to air it out. It's to air it out underneath. It's to air it out over the top. It's to air it out. Uh, they're not really asking Tua to do all that much difficult. They're they're keeping it pretty in the script. They're you know 
Uh, and it's working. It's working for Tua's numbers. It's working for the team offensively, statistically. Um, so I don't expect it to change anytime soon. They might have the best pair of receivers in the league. So this is a guy who this is a guy who we have two top eight dynasty wide receivers or top nine dynasty wide receivers on the team, and he's sitting at QB eleven. Make it make sense. We expect the we expect Hill and Waddle to continue to produce. They have an incredibly narrow target funnel. Tua knows who he's passing to. He passes it to them because they're really freaking good. So uh, Tua here at QB eleven. I'm not saying he's necessarily fraudulently ranked, considering the guys who are above him depending on what you think about Dak. But I do think that he's a really nice value. And there's definitely room to go up as a 24-year-old. If this step is real and if he comes back, if he has three more games like he had the first three, there's no way his value is where it is right here, right now. He was His, his like arrow was pointing straight upward before he went down. I, I'm, yeah. I think overall I'm pretty positive on Tua. I, I think he is their franchise guy. I think they're gonna he's going to be with the team for a while. Um, so for me, like – so my thing on it is, um, like, I think about if they hadn't have signed Tyreek and they didn't go out and get uh, like Josh McDaniels, like what what he would look like as a player, you know? Um, which you know, granted, like all of that, all of that did happen, right? Yeah. And like, like, so we're seeing that you know now he has like this genius, uh, like you know, you know, like we think that he's like a genius as an offensive mind, plus like one of the most dynamic uh, like receiving weapons in the game. And if you surround him with all of that and everything is going smoothly, then, then he can like really make it work. Right. But I think that if like, I'm looking for um, just a, like an explanation as to why he is ranked in dynasty, where he is like, like QB 11, instead of say like QB seven, eight or whatever, I think it's because there's a little bit of skepticism uh, in terms of Tua as a player not to a, as a part of a system right like like i wonder if if like kirk cousins would do better in miami than uh Possibly. i don't know if two was like necessarily would. a screaming value at 11 but i think he's you know as long as he plays rest of season he's going to be a qb1 inside this system now i understand so what you're saying but i mean we Tua kind of got a little bit of unfair like rap against him because he was in a terrible situation his first two years, right yeah. there. So I, I they hated him, man. Like they tried to go out and like, like you know, they were hiring like secret agents to go and get in touch with I mean, Tom Brady. Like they were doing all kinds of stuff on the sneak. Yeah, like, they had they didn't have weapons as first. Trashing year. them, trashing them publicly. Like I mean, like a whole coach got fired over. He it. actually, <laughs> if you look at his stats, he actually was better nasty. than people gave him credit for too. He wasn't like a bad quarterback. He was just kind of average. He wasn't showing anything spectacular and. Justin Herbert was overshadowing him, but I think the guy has, he, he can definitely be the franchise guy there. And I think a possible QB one for a, for a couple of years, at least. Uh, about a month ago, I'm assuming it's after the Ravens game. He hit QB eight in rankings. So now he's, uh, and then he got yeah, hurt I'm gonna and he dropped back to QB game. 11. In this range, so, I'm fine with him to go out and buy him. Yeah. We've already seen the elasticity that he is capable of hitting as high as QB8. If he's able to come back, stay on the field, and piece together some good games, I do think he'll, I do think that's well within his range of outcomes because I think the system that they have is sustainable. It's not fluky. Like they have, they have an incredible system around him that's going to drive fantasy production for at least the next few years. 
Yeah. I think, for a while, I think, yeah. Yeah. So it's difficult. It's difficult for me because you have like two weeks and then in week one, you have a 15 point game. And then in week two, you have a 41 point game. So like, and then, you know, like he obviously gets the uh, concussion. When, how much of the game in week three did, did he play? He, uh, like, one game, drive, like, like one drive. Well, oh, he had 18 four. attempts, so he must've been there for longer than. No, no, drive. week three, he like, played the whole game. Like he just, um, it was, it was a bad game script. Like, they barely had the ball in week three. It was the Bills. Yeah. Oh, okay. Was it like, the Bills. So week three, he did. Like, he did play the whole game. He played. Oh, well. that's right. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, because yeah, yeah, because they yeah, right. Like they like forced him back in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like yeah. So through three weeks, you have a fifteen point game. You have a forty-one point game. Then you have an eleven point game. So um, I just think that we haven't seen enough. Basically, like for me, I think that he's fine where he's at. Uh, but I'm a little skeptical on this one. I guess. Well, we're going to see a couple good matchups coming up. Pittsburgh, Detroit. That's the fun Chicago. part about it. We so, get to see. Let's see. Uh, yeah, we should move uh, pretty quickly. We're a little behind right now, but Cameron, you want to go? Who's next? Me? I'm yeah, next? yeah, you go up. Oh, nice. Guy. Okay. So uh, I have another quarterback, but I guess since we've done three quarterbacks in a row, I'll, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll uh, switch off to another guy uh, here. Go over to the uh, wide receiver uh, position and talk a little bit about DJ Moore. Um, he's a guy that I've pretty much always been higher on than consensus, and it looks like we'll just always, always be higher on. Um, apparently, on uh, keep trade cut, he is wide receiver thirty-three. That's um, four thousand points, and however their little uh, algorithm works there. Um, I'm trying to see who are the guys in the tier with them so I can talk Cooper, about Mark Cooper, Jerry Judy, Alec Pierce, DeAndre okay. Hopkins, Harry McLaurin, Dobbs. Yeah. Yeah. So all of those guys that you just listed, Kirk, I would rather have, yeah. I would rather have uh, DJ Moore. Yeah. Over, Kirk, over. Mike Williams over are right ahead of him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So Brian Robinson, for example, is right next to him. Damn dude. If I can get, I'll be like doing cartwheels of the street. If I can trade Brian Robinson for DJ Moore. Uh, DJ Hawkinson late one late 24 first so that probably means like a mid 23 second you can make a run at this guy um, I've talked about him a lot on the show basically like if you if you look at um, yardage and uh, like catch production by like age 24 in the NFL he's like up there like Randy Moss and guys like that like he, he's just like one of the best age adjusted uh, producers in the history of the NFL uh, and he did it on horrible teams. Uh, the horrible team thing has absolutely not changed. I mean, it looks like it's not going to change. The Panthers are in just about the worst position uh, of any team in the NFL. And I don't think that he's going to get traded. There's like some talk that that might happen. Don't think that that's going to happen. But I do think that they'll be that they'll get their uh, shot at a legitimate franchise quarterback um, coming up in in this uh, next draft, and that that is a that is a built-in, guaranteed, you know what's going to happen, value boost incoming for DJ Moore, regardless of how he plays, because, because he's young enough still. I think he's like 25 years old or something. 25. Uh, yes, 25 years old. Like the second, and I think that you'll even see it as we get closer to the draft. Like I don't even think that it'll, that like they'll actually have to take a quarterback. I think that just as we get closer, the market will know what, what's happening and you'll start to see DJ Moore's value go up. And then once they actually draft that quarterback, I think you'll see a uh, boom in it, For like sure. regardless of what even happens on the field. 
I've actually been like the resident DJ Moore hater on the show too, but I totally agree with this one. Just like what what's going on the field right now is not his fault in any way, shape, or form. I mean, he's proven that with his past success. This is just a complete failure of an offense, team, coaching system, quarterback. And it might even get better for him this year if Sam, Sam Darnold gets out on the field. Like, it could get a little better. Like, we could see the value start to rise a little bit as the season goes on. And definitely next year, he's not going to be this low. You know, yeah. like, uh, they're going to have the 101 most likely, or at least a top three pick. Right. And this is interesting here. Um, so I was talking about, you know, like, you should, uh, like you should expect, like, a value bump. Uh, once a uh, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or whoever it ends up being uh, shows up, um, looking at we can look at what happened whenever they signed um, uh, Baker Mayfield. You know, at the beginning of this season, he went from wide receiver sixteen to wide receiver seven. He went from uh, sixty one hundred valuation to seventy seven hundred. So, like, we just saw it happen, and that was for a dude that I think we all know is fraudulent. You know, so so like if like a number one overall quarterback pick comes into town, we're gonna see it happen again. He went up to wide receiver seven. I didn't wide receiver seven. Yes, that was insane. (laughs) I would have told people not to do that, but yeah, that's crazy. Ian, yeah. Well, uh, let's go on to my guy. You're muted, Ian. Else to say? Okay, I was. I don't know how my mic just turned off by itself. I would buy (laughs) DJ more, but. only because I know the dynasty community is just waiting for an excuse to drive him back up to wide receiver 13. Right. Like, yeah. They're obsessed. They're the dynasty community is obsessed with this guy. He's like infallible. He'll drop and then they will get like, they'll literally sign Carson Wentz this off season and he'll go back up to wide receiver 12. Like, they're <laughs> yeah, just that's waiting. the thing. That's what Cameron's saying. I think like it's going to go yeah. up. Anyone right. Can- yeah. You don't have to be in on the profile. I mean, like the profile is like Maybe. a, is like a like, special uh, kind of uh, profile, but, but I mean, even if like, you're not in on him as a player, like you think that he's not talented or whatever, just buying him as like a commodity to wait until they make that quarterback pick and then just trade for a profit. Like in that way, like it's also, it's also a uh, good buy. Yeah. All right. Let me go on to my last buy um, or sorry, not my last one, second one. So this is a guy I've talked a lot about. I've, this has been a tough season, but I got to talk about Travis Etienne here because I think you have to to hold strong on him, really. Um, just looking, trying to f- go a little deeper in him to see how he's actually been performing on the field. He's third in the NFL in breakaway run rate right now. So, And you could see it on the field. He is as explosive as we thought he was. He's averaging almost 5.6 yards per carry, over 11 yards per catch. So, like, this guy is making big plays, and his – the situation is the problem here. He's splitting with John, uh, James Robinson, but on the, on the other end, James Robinson hasn't been good. He's towards the bottom of the league in elusiveness, breakaway run rate, efficiency. So Etienne's been the much better player. We know he's a better pass catcher. Slowly but surely, like he's his role is expanding ever so slightly. And I still think it's going to be a committee going forward, but come next year, I still think there is a chance that Travis Etienne can be what we all expected. So it might be a little bit of a waiting game with him, but I think you just stand stand strong and hold him if you have him or go out and buy him if the owner is just getting fed up with this. So what are you giving me for him? <laughs> Ian's trying to make a deal. <laughs> Get in the DMs. Uh, no, seriously, what would you offer for him? What would I offer for him? 
Depends on what you have. I haven't thought about that, but no, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm saying like in more of like a general sense, like like. No, I know. I'm putting. So we can go and look him. at the guys that are that are that are ranked near him. It says and do that. Christian Kirk, Brian Robinson, DJ Moore, and Justin Fields. Apparently, I could trade Bronx. Joe Mixon for Travis all of those ETN guys. Plus. Oh yeah, Joe Mixon for ETN Plus is is a like solid move. I think exactly. whether. Like whether or, you're competing or, or not, or if, if the ETN owner is competing, you have Josh Jacobs. I was on the I was on the wrong setting. One for one, yeah. I see mid first 2023 Najee Harris, Joe Burrow, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, so Dalvin Cook, I would. Yeah, Dalvin Cook, I would. I would trade trade across. What are you on Superflex? Keep that. Right. Yeah, like whatever you were saying earlier did not sound right. No, no, that was that was uh, Dobbins. It was old. Hold up. Yeah, uh, Jameson yeah. Williams, Mixon, Javante, Najee Harris. Would you move all those guys going? Yeah, I would. Maybe yeah, not Najee. I would. A little something else, but yeah, you you probably can. Najee. I would Mixon. Mixon. I would. If ETN's I, an interesting one because he's like a there's like a cult. There's a cult of ETN believers out there. <laughs> and there. He hasn't fallen too far, but I think Keep Trade cuts a little off on this because I think he's going for less in like leagues I've seen than what they're suggesting here. They still have him as a, a running back one, but I think you yeah. might be able to find the owner that is a little more disgruntled with him. Yeah, so we went over this in the uh, preseason when we talked about our my guys uh, for the year, where where I went over my um, rookie uh, prospect scores and talking about like the quality of player that Travis Etienne was coming out, uh, compared him to uh, we talked about him and we talked about Brees Hall. Both of those guys are on a level as prospects coming into the NFL as like a JT. Uh, CMC, Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, all of these guys that we've seen that have crushed over the years. Um, and then he comes in in what is essentially his like rookie season, right? Like he's had, he's having to learn uh, like, so now he's had to learn two completely different offenses. Uh, he was injured obviously throughout, throughout his entire first year, got absolutely no playing time, was rehabbing from that and is learning a new offense on the fly. Um, so, I mean, I'm giving him credit basically as like, okay, this is like a rookie running back. This will like, what's going to happen is what happens with high level rookie running backs where the early part of the season, they're not as involved. And then, and then they just slowly, slowly, slowly through, through their performance on the field, start to like demand more playing time. And that's exactly what's happened over the last two weeks. Uh, Going up uh, where, slightly, it's not insane. It, they relatively have the same role, but he, he's, his snap yeah, share Travis Etienne, it's swift. Yeah, the, it shifted a little bit. He's now ahead of Robinson in snap share and opportunity share. Right. Right. Yeah, Robinson yes. was a little ahead the first three weeks. Yeah. Right. Like at the beginning of the year, Robinson was Robinson was clearly leading in terms of opportunity and snaps. Now he did now it's it's not even 50-50 anymore. It's like 55 45 uh in favor of Travis Etienne oh, it's, over um, the I last over I have the last the, two weeks. I have the numbers. It's um sorry, last three weeks, Robinson's been at 43% uh etn at 50 percent, and then like there you go michael hasty or whatever other guys hasty man hasty working in tilt me so much like i talked about this a few weeks back but every time that i go and i look at the snap shares and i see yeah. the hasty and then and then last week he had, he had like a 70 yard touchdown run it's like that, that was supposed been, to be travis that was, ETN, that like, was the run that should have like, and it was a wide open and it was a wide open hole that was supposed to i mean and it's like, and it's like lucky for us as like dynasty gamers because that, I mean, like if that had happened, forget about it. He, you know, he'd be like running back seven right now. Gone up five like spots. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing influences the market more than like touchdown production. production people really yeah. care about, people really care about touchdowns. He hasn't you know scored I mean? a touchdown yet. 
right so it's gonna come that's what's really holding him back but yeah like all like the efficiency stuff that you talked about earlier dylan like he is absolutely crushing like he's He's really good he's like yeah he's top five and just like metric after metric after metric and Robinson is like buried in everything else. So like everything so, uh, in the off season, we loved ETN on this show as it's been proven true based on his talent. It just hasn't gotten there for fantasy. You just got to believe it will get there for fantasy at some point. Yeah. So it's like, and it will, uh, like, and it will like, like ETN is going to continue to demand more work. Uh, he's going to continue does, to outperform James Robinson. And if it does, this is the last window to buy the guy because if it does happen, it's going to happen sooner than later. I think. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like as confident as I was with like Brees, where I was like, okay, no, like no, this no. is inevitable because like Brees's like Brees's workload was there too. Like I was like, okay, he just literally hasn't scored any touchdowns or hasn't had like a massive breakout game yet, but it's going to happen like for sure. Like. I mean, but we're we're like we're like trending in the right direction for ETN. And also just continuing on the theme, I think investing if you're rebuilding into like these Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, Travis ETN into this offense, I think it's gonna be an offense that could be an elite offense in like a year or two time. Right. That's what I'm banking on. Uh yeah, let's go through our last guys. I think Ian, you're up. We're almost we're at the 45 minute mark, so we gotta go pretty quick. <laughs> Oh, um, oh no, there you are. <laughs> You're yeah, muted. Are you here? <laughs> no, my mic keeps turning. Your on. Mic. Oh my god. No one wants your takes here. Come on. Dude, my mic clearly doesn't want it. That's for sure. My <laughs> mic keeps just shutting itself off. <laughs> um okay. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Um just looking through this is not one that you're very uh, like convicted on it doesn't sound like no 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 uh, I'm actually your mic oh my gosh your mic <laughs> i don't know what my mic's doing it's just turning off by itself are you <laughs> Here, we can just move on to my guy i'm just, well, I'm just gonna say my guy you go. figure out the mic situation yeah, Cameron, you go ahead you figure out the mic situation okay no, i'm no. gonna talk about another uh quarterback here so i've had so i've had a quarterback wide receiver now one more quarterback i had to decide which one i want to talk about probably okay we're gonna look at another one that um might be just as controversial as my uh, russell wilson suggestion i'm gonna talk about justin fields Oh, I knew it. Uh, I knew going back to fields. <laughs> quarterback, quarterback 16. And again, this is in a super flex. I'm going up to super flex rankings. Uh, quarterback 16, uh, 4,000 points in KTC. That's the same tier. That's the same tier in a super flex as Alex Pierce, Jerry Judy, and Amari Cooper. Uh, that, that's roughly an early 2023 second. So you can, when you're on the clock, and you know, like just imagine that you're on the clock. And it's an early second, and whoever whoever's going to be there, and you can just take the shot on Justin Fields instead, right? Like a guy that, uh, for me, was in consideration as a prospect to be the QB one in a uh, in um, 2020, 2021, 2021, 2021. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was with and that was with uh, like Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? Um, so, so as a prospect, I was obviously very high on him, and then you know. There's no doubt about it. We've seen stretch multiple stretches of very, very bad play out of this guy. Like 
uh, extensive stretches. <laughs> yeah, they're running. I mean, it depends on what you're talking about, though, for fantasy or real life, because <laughs> we've also seen. <laughs> but no, like, well, I mean, for fantasy, like the majority of his time in the NFL, he's been a top twelve. He's been a top twelve quarterback for fantasy. So, 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 like that. That's like part of the argument here is that he's been he's been horrid in the NFL, right? And despite that, because he runs weeks week six through 15 last year in in uh games where he played the entire game so he had he had one game where he was injured early and uh andy dalton yeah uh, had to come in that was week 11 last year so i didn't so i didn't factor that in but weeks week six through 15 last year qb1 so top 12 guy it's a little because he missed 11 12 and 13 weeks so that's really like a five game stretch it's uh so six through 15 no he he played in week he, he played in, he played in like, week he six, missed, seven, eight, nine, 14, and 15. So six games. Yeah, six, seven, eight, nine. Yes. 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 So a six game stretch. And then, and then the last two weeks of this season, he's also been a QB one. So, so he's had, what is it, eight, eight weeks of QB one play and then eight yeah, weeks. Yeah, but you can, I don't know, you roughly. can like find stretches for any quarterback and like make that argument probably. I don't, I don't think you can. Like, I think that. I think that what's doing it for him is because he's is because he runs and that running is so, so valuable for a quarterback. And again, um, to that point, uh, let's see. So last year he averaged 56 rushing yards a game, you know, starting at that like week six period where he was like, you know, uh, where I just said that he was scoring as a uh, top 12 guy. Right. Earlier in the season last year, he wasn't, he wasn't rushing, and that's why like he was doing so poorly. Once he actually started rushing, then you started to see that top twelve, that that uh, top twelve kind of play. He averaged fifty six rushing yards a game over that stretch. This year, 40, 47 rushing yards a game. So over so over those two years, or so over that over that back stretch of last year plus this year, you have an average of fifty one point five yards a game. So I, when I looked at uh, quarterbacks to have at least one season of forty five or more rushing yards a game since I think it was 2010 that I looked at uh, you have uh, and it's just, it's just like, it's just a list of more or less just a list of quarterbacks that have been dominant uh, for fantasy football. So you have uh, Cam Newton, Michael Vick, uh, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Robert Griffin, the third's rookie year. And then you have one season from Tim Tebow. So, <laughs> so, so, so it's, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys that were dominant fantasy producers, and I'm including uh, like Robert Griffin. He just had a career that ended due to injury. Um, and then you have one massive bust uh, that literally was not a quarterback that did not know how to throw like a quarterback in the NFL. So um, I'm not saying that this is any kind of sure thing whatsoever. Uh, far yeah. from it, because because he's been really bad in some other uh, like passing metrics that I care about, like from a uh, clean pocket, he's been like Baker Mayfield level bad, for example. We talked um, about so, him, the way he takes sacks, even the offensive line play has been decent, but the guy just holds the ball. He doesn't, he doesn't he throw does. it all the time. And his passer, his completion percentage is like just above 50%, I think right now. Yeah. So he's looking like Josh Allen's first couple of years, basically like as like a passer, like he's, he's, he's a, He's a he's yeah. a guy with tools that cannot figure it out so far, um, but for the price of an early second, uh, you know, a single second in a uh, superflex league, 
Like that's a shot that I'm willing to take. Like a guy that is, that is so bad as a passer right now, but can still produce as a, as a uh, QB one for you. Like, even if he can get up to slightly uh, like below average, even like, you know, like if he can be Jalen hurts last year, like we saw what Jalen hurts did. Right. And, and, and this is like, this is the same kind of deal for me as like with Trevor Lawrence a little bit where there is obviously a ton of room to grow in this offense too. Right. Like he's throwing to absolutely nobody. There's, there's like nobody there, Darnell Mooney. And then like the Island of Misfit toys, you know, like Equinemius St. Brown, like some, like some other St. Brown that isn't Amon Ra, you know, uh, um, one of like, uh, who else? Uh, Harry, uh, you know, like one of the biggest busts of the last five years, Vilas Jones, the, the like 29 year old geriatric rookie. Um, but yeah, like they're going to bring somebody else in. Like, I think that, I think that they're going to be in a position to bring more weapons in uh and that there is a lot of upside here this is a this is a this is a pure upside play yeah i think for the price of a second rounder and a super flex i'd be fine with that i'd be all about it but it's like the the way i'm looking at it is like he's been like remarkably bad for someone that runs as much as you're talking about like through four right. weeks of the season he was qb 31 it's gotten a little better the past two weeks but like it's it's almost hard to be that bad if you're running 10 times a game like that for 50 yards, whatever he's putting, he's producing through the ground big time, but he's just yeah. been such a bad thrower of the football. So I just don't know. I, I think it's most, most likely not going to work out, but obviously the upside is there because of the rushing. Yeah. And there, so I had a note on uh, like the early, the production at the early part of this, of this year so far. Too. Yeah. So like, it's, it's not only that he was so bad passing the ball, it's also that he literally wasn't passing the ball. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, uh, like that's the thing, like, so the first four weeks, 17, 17 pass attempts a game, 24 pass attempts across the last two weeks. And those are also the two weeks where he's been uh, like a QB one. I so, think a lot of that goes on himself though. Cause he was just taking sacks instead of passing the ball. Then he, well, these are, these are like, I'm talking about like scripted, uh, like pass attempts. It seems like they just didn't want him to pass is the thing, you know, uh, which, which is, which is not a point in his favor at all, right? I mean, the like, combo of him being bad and the coaching staff maybe not being great. I, th- it's not a great situation by any means, but right. You know. And then, and then last year he 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 uh, averaged twenty seven pass attempts a game. So like he's not going like no modern NFL team, no no even NFL team in like you know like seventy five percent of them in nineteen seventy are going to pass 17 pass attempts a game. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. going, they're going to pass more. He's going to get more opportunity, whether or not he can turn it around, who knows? But uh, I think he's a worthy upside shot. Like if you're looking to turn up to turn a second into a gamble that could, you know, yield like massive, massive uh, like returns. I think that you can do a lot worse. Right. You're shooting for Jalen hurts basically. Which yeah, is that kind of in the range of outcomes, even if it's like low probability. Yeah. Um, Ian, is your microphone working now? <laughs> yeah, I had to unplug it and replug it. So okay. right. classic. Uh, let's go through our last guys real quick. Um, okay. Uh well, I was just flipping through. Honestly, like I was I was trying to tell you guys, but my mic just didn't feel like uh <laughs> didn't feel like uh, cooperating, but uh um, right now it feels like for the most part like there hasn't been too crazy of like market reactions over the first seven weeks i feel like at the top because i was right. looking for some sells 
Um, sales at the so, top. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm probably taking low hanging fruit here, and by no means is it like a like a a lack of belief in the individual. Um, but I do think that if you can cash Brees Hall out for what he's currently worth, um, so you're doing a sell I mean. now. This is a sell. Yeah. Oh, okay. we're on our buy still. The last buy. <laughs> oh, you guys are doing like another three. No, no, no this is our third one. We've been. <laughs> We gotta oh, go. I thought we were doing. I thought we were doing buys or sales. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, like, we can that do was the format. I was. That was the we format. Can I was the buy. We can talk about the buy. We can talk our sell. We can well, talk about how you. I, well, I only had two buys. So right, let's, let me just name my last guy. The only the last buy I had was was Chris Godwin, and I'm looking at because maybe this would have been better if we did the show a week ago because he's gone up a lot now. He was like at wide receiver 29 before on keep trade cut. He's yeah, up to 21, I think, but but still like. I haven't been seeing him gaining, uh, getting much traction in trades in, in dynasty leagues throughout, you know, I monitor what's going on in the internet and Reddit and everything. He's still right. going for pretty low. I think you could get him for much less than he's like worth. He, since he returned fully healthy and not even fully healthy, he was like on the lower snap count for some of these games, but he's been eighth in the NFL in targets since returning almost 10 a game. Yeah. 13 and a half uh, points per game, which was wide receiver 19, but he's, he's like been wor- getting worked his way back into the offense. And I think it's offense that's throwing a lot again. It's just him and Mike Evans. Julio is nowhere to be found. Like Godwin is such a sure bet for me to continue, like basically top 15 or higher wide receiver production rest of season. And he's still only 26 years old. So it's not like there's like this conception that he may be like past his prime, but he's got like several years left to be good there. I mean, it just really just depends on how long his dynasty value just depends on what QB he's going to be tied to for the, for the long term. But I still think he's a good buy low right now. Yeah, this is a good one. Uh, like you said, like he's just been, he's been getting hammered with targets since he, since he uh, came back and we've seen, we've seen now uh, last week, I think he ran like 90% snap share. So like he's back up to being back up. Actually like a full-time like player. He's healthy now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh yeah and and uh, like we talked about on i think maybe the last show that we did or like the one before that where i had looked at uh how the bucks offense is uh, like returning to what they looked like or closer to what they looked like last year you know like where tom brady is like airing it out and they're throwing the ball a ton uh where the first few weeks they were just handing it to uh uh playoff lenny and just letting him grind out the games um so yeah i do think that i do think this is a good one i am I am though a little concerned about what comes after Tom Brady for uh, like the Bucks offense. Like I, uh, it doesn't it, it it doesn't seem like as of as of now they have like a a, a parachute. You know, like they jumped out of a plane like with no parachute, and we're gonna see what happens. That's that's like the only thing for him. It's like if you're a contender, I think he's the right kind of buy. Like we're in our main dynasty league where I'm I'm trying to sell pieces, and I have not been able to sell Godwin for my life which I think is kind of crazy. Like I think a contender should be going after him, offer a late first rounder or something like that, or you could probably could get him for even less than that. I think in, in a lot of cases, which I think it'll be worth it because he's going to be a borderline wide receiver one. Uh, I think probably a top 12 wide receiver rest of season. Yeah. Like he's been for three years in a row. Yeah. So, okay. Let me ask you this, Dylan. Do you, do you want to do the buy show separately? Because we've, we've spent, over an hour now on on uh, are they uh, are the yeah. uh, sell show separately? I mean, yeah. Why don't we just make that another show? Yeah. 
Okay, so my last buy. <laughs> so, so I definitely knew what was going on, and I've been 100% kept in Are you with here. us now? Do you have a my buy? My last now? buy is Brees Hall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> buy and or sell Brees Hall. Buy Tune and or sell next week. Brees Hall. <laughs> I mean, for the record, I, it's just because Brees Hall is being valued at, oh. like, you know, borderline Jamar Chase type you know product uh value you know and you'll always cross positionally take the generational wide receiver even though Brees hall looks amazing um maybe, maybe? So you- well, yeah for jamar chase i'll take jamar chase but man Brees is is getting up there i mean he's already the rb1 on keep trade cut right i mean yeah but right. he's a running back in a jet <laughs> so do we so do we like do you have uh, do you have a third cell or uh yeah buy, buy. yeah no i i do i do <laughs> and you show, know what the show is off the rails you know what i dug i dug deep into the slop for it but there's a guy when you scroll all the way down on the running back rankings and keep trade cut that in my opinion kind of doesn't look like he belongs there Ooh, a deep running back by yeah what's this it's antonio gibson oh Antonio What's going to happen Gibson. with Gibson? Oh my Antonio God. Gibson is sitting at 2,500 value points, which oh, is roughly the equivalent. How deep is that? That's roughly the equivalent. That's the RB43, gentlemen. That's <laughs> roughly the equivalent of like a third rounder. I know. I call BS. Can... I tried to sell you Antonio Gibson recently, and you're like, I have no. For Alvin Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gibson this is a, a third rounder, Dylan. <laughs> He's like, all right, you know what? I'll get you out of trouble with the Kamara situation. You could have Gibson for him. <laughs> anyway. Hey, this so isn't that bad, actually. Gibson sitting here at a third rounder. This is a guy who's 24 years old that we've seen with not one, but multiple RB1 finishes in his career already. So when you look at the guys that he's around, Eno Benjamin, Tyler Algier, Isaiah Pacheco, Jamal Williams, Elijah Mitchell, None of these guys have close. Yeah. They can't sniff the jockstrap of Antonio Gibson's, you know, production <laughs> to this point in his career. Nor so, would they probably want to. Uh, that's... Nor would they want to. <laughs> but at 24 years, how many times are we going to see a guy with two RB1 finishes at 24 years old being valued as a third rounder? Never. So I don't know if necessarily he's the turnaround is going to happen for the commies. They seem pretty dedicated and like – committed religiously to brian robinson um so maybe it involves a trade request in the offseason maybe he's a surprise cut candidate uh you never know what happens but when you're taking these these uh these upside shots with these you know third and fourth round picks these lot of ticket guys you know it's never a bad idea to shoot for these guys with good athletic profiles which gibson has an elite athletic good profile, like great phenomenal elite athletic profile and a history of doing it in the past he's yeah. shown that he's capable of doing it he's capable of being a very uh a very solid contributor for fantasy if you know he's not an elite but he's proven to be very good for fantasy when given the right combination of opportunities so i can't at the rb 43 value he's this is I'll, a good I'll one take it he, he's gone low enough that i guess he is a buy now it's like i can't think of a running back that finished you know first two years in the league never that have just been totally cucked by their without own. injury, <laughs> without injury. Like he, you know, it's not like he's Cam Akers where he ruptures. Like this guy has for like, no reason other than how much Ron Rivera hates him. He's this team been is just like there, there must be something behind the scenes where they're like they're 
fighting this hard to like get him off the field. It's insane. I think like, I think it's a combo of like he is genuinely not very good uh, like, between the tackles. Like he's like a he's like a two hundred twenty five pound running back that plays like a two hundred five pound running back basically. Right. Like he 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 like doesn't really fight through contact. He doesn't really display power very often. But like so what? Like there's still he still is like a Jonathan Taylor level like athlete like size adjusted athlete. And they do make efforts to get him in space. Like there's a lot of um, talk about how they don't target him. Like he does, he does, he does get a decent amount of targets. Like he's, he's good in space. Yeah. Did you gentlemen happen to catch Ron Rivera's comments? I do. I was just most recent. I'm sure. I don't know what was After like. Yeah, game. we're gonna have him like cleaning the, game, the toilets yeah. or something. Where he <laughs> we're gonna have him out there selling hot dogs. Where he gets five carries, he's like. <laughs> After the game, he's like, he's like, oh man, we got to get Gibson the ball more. The ball, like, man, Ron up, Rivera said, Ron Rivera said, we we got away from we we got too far away from Antonio Gibson. That's on us coaches. I mean, I hate Ron Rivera. I mean, anytime you get a chance to hand it to a guy that's going to get you two yards, you know, like, you just, I mean, like you got to take that chance. Well, know, also, like, Brian they, Robinson scored a touchdown, but he did that's not. What I'm saying. Yeah, no, I like, that's what I mean. Yeah, like Brian Robinson. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I've never been like incredibly high on uh, like Brian Robinson either. Like, I don't think that he's anything special. So, like, I've been incredibly low on him. Yeah, yeah I, like, I do think that there's that there's still a shot that uh, Gibson can earn more playing time, even in even in this backfield. But I think that this is so. This is his third year, and he was in a, a three year contract, right? Because he was a third round pick. Um, no, they go on fourth round, four year contracts, I believe. Okay, do they? Uh, That's only yeah. for like, so, CFAs, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Four years. So yeah, I think that this is this is a guy that is kind of um, he's kind of uh, opposite how you would normally think of a dynasty running back, where you want them off your team as the second contract approaches. I think Gibson is a player that has a good shot at doing something on a second uh, team. You know, mm-hmm. like he he like gets out of town, whether it be through a trade scenario or 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 uh, just like a second contract after and we're obviously talking about like a whole other season in advance here but uh but yeah i think that he's shown it enough that i i had i'm sort of stunned that he's fallen this low like I, I yeah I if had, you can get him for that value there's very little argument not to because really i mean guys- we don't even we don't even have to go as far he's as by jamal can... williams dude yeah dude, yeah I mean, like he's down there like he's down there with like total just like he's lower than players. isaiah pacheco someone who's never been that. like a third string like <laughs> that's that. what i'm saying if you can flip isaiah pacheco for antonio gibson do it in a heartbeat okay i had a question because this eno benjamin's right there with him and like especially after this past week would you Give take antonio. For, you take gibson over eno straight up because uh, so that one's interesting because I, like I actually thought that like Eno was an interesting prospect uh, like coming out of college that good. was like massively under uh, drafted. And then I think that I've always been low on James Conner. So yeah. I think that Eno could actually earn a role there. And I think that he's better than what he's been given. Uh, I don't, I think I would, I think I would hold, Eno. I think so like too. Between the two of them. But the other guys around him, like, but Jamal- like, but like every other guy that's around them. Yeah. I'd rather have, I'd rather Gibson. And like the funny thing is, like, we don't even have to go back and look at last year or the year before, like this season, like through the first three weeks, like he was averaging like 15 points a game. Like he had like a 20 point game week one. Yeah, he had eight targets week one. So I don't know what's going on there with Ron Ron Rivera, but he just seems to be so like, you know, committed to the old school mentality. Just get it to the big guy, let him go right up the middle. 
ground and pound. No, he's not. He's not. He's not Riverboat Ron anymore. He's Ronald McDonald Rivera, <laughs> a clown. Dude's a clown. <laughs> clown. <laughs> Honk his nose, shine his giant red shoes. His quotes. His quotes Get are so infuriating. It's like I just wish the media would just completely mute anything he says because, like, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Like him comparing. will be gone soon. And comparing uh, Gibson to. Yeah, right as a rookie and then saying oh now we want a jonathan taylor or jonathan stewart d'angelo williams situation and yeah, like after he soon. after he when when robinson comes back he's like oh this is great for gibson because he's going to be able to focus on his kick returning now kick <laughs> and then the week after they didn't do well and he's like oh we got to get gibson the ball more that's on us <laughs> come on what he really means is they need to they need to let the other teams score more points so that they can get more kickoffs <laughs> so gibson can get the ball more <laughs> We need more opportunities. We need more. Ki- we need more kickoffs for Gibson to show us how explosive yeah. he is, so we can never let him touch the ball. We're gonna put the third scenario. stringers in on defense. <laughs> oh God! Um, all right, so we'll do the cells in another show then, because we ran out of time here. This got too long, but I mean, let's throw out any honorable mentions if you guys have any to go through real quick here. You guys have any? Yeah, I mean, it's always the same guys for me. Hollywood Brown has been undervalued for three years. Uh, like, and now, uh, after the injury, he's just going to keep falling. Yeah. Uh, Deontay Johnson. Yes, yeah, so Deontay Johnson as well. He's also been undervalued his entire career. Kyle Pitts uh, is a guy that we've talked about a ton. Pitts is um, like – we talked about him a bunch of times, but he is like the most screaming buy right now to me still. Yeah, like, right. Like you have to but make – We just mentioned it too many times, yeah. Yeah, like you have to take shots at him. Uh, like Jacoby Myers is still like obviously, yeah, you know, like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta at least, I'm uh, like contractually obligated to mention him once a show. I put I down, the, oh, sorry, I put ahead, down Traylon Burks too. I'm sure you're probably in agreement there. He's wide uh-huh. receiver 28, so he's fallen since. And I was looking at it like he's actually, he was good when he was on the field. It wasn't bad. It's just that he was getting like worked in and then he gets hurt. So, I feel like he's someone just like Jameson Williams. Like we could see a late season breakout when they finally get on the field and then it could go way up from there. Like he was How averaging by how's he a buy when he was wide receiver 28 before he messed up his foot. Was he, he was higher yeah. than that. Yeah. Wide receiver 28. No, he, he was, was like receiver, 22 yeah, like, before that. Him and Pickens were bouncing in the high twenties. Like the whole, yeah, he's been a buy. Yeah. He's been a buy for months. Well, he's been a buy for like, a while. I think, I think yeah, yeah, like I think that he was a buy then. I think he's but like I think he's still so a buy. you're so you're spending forty two hundred value points on him, Cameron. Where's he at? I went to check on him. He was Ooh, averaging. Yeah, what can I give up? Is what I'm saying. I'm trying he's to like look at the guys late. around him. He's like a late first round pick. It's like Rashad Bateman, Brandon Ayuk, Cortland Sutton, Christian Kirk, DJ Moore. I think I'll hold the twenty three first, uh, but. But over a lot of those guys, yeah. A late 23 first? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll I think I'll hold that. Yeah, it's interesting. I I still holding out hope for him. I've been, that, that injury happened at the wrong time. He was still averaging like 1.7 yards per route run. So like he was actually producing like for, through four games of a rookie season, there was nothing I think he showed to like write him off. Like the Jerry Mike Williams or Traylon Burks? Traylon Burks. For sure. And I'm the biggest Mike Williams guy there is. <laughs> DJ Moore, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks. DJ Moore. Like now Alec. Are there any more? Alec Pierce is like creeping up. Oh, I'm just looking there. at one. Oh, Traylon Burks over Alec Pierce. Yeah, he's creeping <laughs> Every up Every single like, day of the week. Alec Pierce is another cell, by the way. Miles Sanders or Traylon Burks? 
Traylon Burks, for sure. Majorly. For a guy that's going into a running back that's going into a second contract. Second contract, yeah, for sure. Uh, So another um, buy honorable mention I think we should talk about is Wondell Robinson. Just a little bit. like That's the last one I wanted. Right. Uh, Galladay is done, and Kadarius Toney just seems like he can't get on an NFL field. So, I mean, Wondell scored the touchdown last week, and he was like – playing on like 25% snap share. So they're going to keep increasing his role. And we saw like before he got hurt, he was having a full-time role. So that's going to come back and he's going to possibly will. I mean, most likely he's going to lead this team in targets. Rest yeah, of the opportunity is going to be there. And his, and and like I talked about this all uh, off season, but his, his uh, prospect profile is basically perfect aside from him being like, what is it, like five a two nature human being. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like literally the only thing holding him back is his size. Like everything else is fantastic. Like it, I, he probably like if I went back and looked at it, had the best uh, like production profile in the class. The the last guy I want to mention, just in case, because there are some trade rumors about him going to Green Bay, but Chase Claypool is at wide receiver fifty right now, and if he goes to Green Bay, just that trade alone will spike him like twenty spots. <laughs> right. I don't think it'll you know, happen, Ian but is we'll see. Crossing his fingers, hoping that trade happens, which it won't. It won't happen, by the way. What trade? Chase Claypool to the Packers. Who cares? They probably misuse him too. <laughs> he, he seems like exactly the kind of player that Aaron Rodgers would not like give like any any patience to whatsoever. Yeah, the first that's time most, that's most guys. The first time Chase Claypool like bends down and does a full like first down motion when there's six seconds left on the game clock and they need to spike the ball. Aaron Rodgers is gonna come out there and just stick a foot up his up his rear. <laughs> All right. Any any guys to mention before we close it out? I think that's it for me. I think that'll about it. do it unless Cameron wants to talk about Curtis Samuel for the next 20 minutes. No. Oh yeah. Uh so Curtis Samuel, uh <laughs> scrappy player. Wide receiver yeah. 55. No. I mean that's about what I'm done. He's just a gadget guy. Good no. gadget guy, but nothing much more. All right. So We're make sure to like and, yeah, like and subscribe, everyone. Hope you guys enjoyed the content. Well, week seven's coming up quick. Um, so have a good week of football. We'll be back. We'll do the sell show along with our usual programming next week. So we got to make sure to to get a few episodes done next week. Uh, But until next time, we'll see you guys. See See ya. Peace.